Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective. This is in our own lives and the world. My name is Daryl and I'm here with my wife Karen. In the world. In the world. And I'm here with Rue and Baby and the dog named Rachel. Yeah, what a weird name for a dog. A dog named Rachel. The What Are We Even Doing Here podcast is part of the Christian Podcast Community, so please check out ChristianPodcastCommunity.org to see and listen to, well, I guess you would just listen to, you wouldn't really see, but listen to all the podcasts in the Christian Podcast Community. And last week we had an episode where it was just me and James Watkins from the Five Souls Podcast, so if you haven't checked that out yet, if you haven't heard the Five Souls Podcast, please go. They are also part of the Christian Podcast Community. But my co-host wasn't around. They went to Hershey Park <laughs> and rode roller coasters and chased nephews around. Strolled strollers. Strolled strollers and had fun. But they're back. My Babe, girls are That was back. baby's first vacation. Baby's first vacation. That's pretty cool. That's a good vacation. He went to three conferences? Is that what you're saying? No, G3 conference, oh. she said, was his first vacation. Well, that was a workcation. He well, was that working. Was his he first was, yeah, that was his first conference. Yeah. But everyone's back now, and uh... <laughs> everyone's back now. Everyone's back now, <laughs> and back to regular life of baby on the podcast. And but today, what are we talking about, Karen? Today on the podcast. We were talking about those who may never hear. Like people <laughs> born deaf? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. No. Um, There's actually a lot of technology now that is fixing that when people are born deaf. There's like hearing aids they have. Like, did you ever see that video with the kid the who hears his the br- yeah. yeah he hears his mom's voice for the first time? That's crazy. If you if you feel like crying, yeah, go watch that video. It's really cool. So <laughs> that kid never heard, and then all of a sudden he heard. He hear what? He heard. <laughs> heard. He heard. He heard. Did you hear? Hmm. But that's not what you mean, Karen. <laughs> you mean people who who never hear the gospel. Yes, that's what I mean. Right. So the what happens to them? News. What happens when people don't hear? I was listening. See, this is what prompted this. Okay. I was listening to one of David Platt's sermons recently. And um, you, we all know, anyone who knows David Platt, he's all about missions. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, let's go. Let's go right now. Let's, you know. Um, you know, he was just saying that we, we just need to go because... There are people who who need to hear lots lots and lots of people and people that are dying every day and I don't know <laughs> yeah I can't well, make yeah, a good and, sentence people who are dying without hearing the gospel without hearing that they need to repent from their sin repent of their sin and trust in Jesus Christ for their salvation so if they don't hear and they die in their sin then they go to hell so that's why we should be all about missions thank you. Global missions, local <laughs> missions. Missions, missions. Yes. Missions. 
So, you know, and if, and if we just read the Bible face value for what it says, you know, Romans 10 talks about this. You know, how then will they hear? How then will they, sorry, how then will they call on him who they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to pre preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet that bring the good news. So we, we are to go and preach the good news is what the, what the word is saying, what, what Paul is mm -hmm. writing to the Romans. Uh, and then verse 16 continues. This is Romans 10, by the way, verse, verse 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, so they haven't obeyed the good news. Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what they have heard from us? And so here it is. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So Paul's saying they, they need to hear and faith will come from hearing. Mm -hmm. If they are believers, if they are of the elect, then we, that's why we need to go. We don't know who the elect are. We don't know who, who the sheep, Jesus' sheep are. So we go and preach the gospel to everyone. And I think I just read today there's still 2.2 billion people who haven't heard. Oh, wow. Who haven't been reached. Let me look that up. I just saw, you should check out this article too. Uh, let me find it. There, there was an article basically on the state of Christianity in the world. So it was uh, from factsandtrends.net, seven surprising trends in global Christianity, 2019, facts and trends. Uh, I shared it on my page. Maybe I'll share it on the... Uh, what are we even doing here? Facebook, so you can find it easier. Yeah, yeah. 2.2 billion people living today are still considered unevangelized. Wow. So that's a big number. But it also said more than half of the world's population in 1900, 54.3% were unevangelized. That percentage continues to shrink, dropping to 28.4% in 2019. So that means 28.4% of the population isn't reached. So that's smaller than half, you know, yeah. what it was in 1900. Mm -hmm. But that's still 2.2 billion people. So there's still a lot of people that need to be reached with the gospel. So and that is, that is, that's why we do missions. Because we if we didn't go, so, so we say we just said, hey, you know, God has his elect. He's going to save them regardless of what yeah, we do but he's god still uses means to reach people so david platt i've heard him say this before too where you know they'll ask him this scenario well, well what about that innocent person yeah. who's living in the jungle and he said that, well that innocent person is fine they're going to be okay but that person doesn't exist so that's why we go because it would be worse for us to give that the light of the gospel to people who are just fine. Now we're now we're heaping condemnation on them by telling them the good news. Wait, what do you mean? Like people that are just fine? So since, since people aren't really just fine, but it oh. would be worse for us to go and shed light, give them more light, because people are going to be judged even more severely by how much they know, right? So so people in America, where, you know, there's a lot of people like no but the article also said that too that like nowadays there's more people who aren't christians who know christians yeah 
So back in the 1900s, there, there was more of a separation. If you weren't a Christian, you might not necessarily be exposed to a Christian. But now there's a, a lot, at least a lot of professing Christians. So there's a lot of gospel being presented, especially in the West. So those people that aren't saved, that know a Christian, who has, they've had the gospel presented to them, now there's more judgment that will be upon that person because light has been shed on them. But now they're rejecting it even more. Because everybody has enough knowledge of God to condemn themselves. You know, Romans 1. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. So... Paul, writing to the Romans, is saying that everybody has enough information to condemn them about who God is, yet they suppress that truth in unrighteousness. But that's why we need to go, that he says later in Romans, and preach the good news to them, preach the gospel to them. <laughs> so, so someone can't just be in the jungle, per se, <laughs> like, and just look around and see the beauty of the world and just know that there's a creator I'm not, I'm not gonna I mean I can only go by what God has revealed himself in his word I mean could he save somebody that way maybe possibly but he doesn't reveal it he tells us to go Jesus says go and make disciples of all nations you know go and preach the gospel to all creation you will be my witnesses you know to the ends of the earth you know Jerusalem Samaria to the ends of the earth so why would God and, and and the Son of God, who is also God, why would they send us out on this mission to make disciples if he didn't want us if he didn't have that means to save people through? Right. You know, so that that would be what I would say is just well I can only go by what the scriptures say. I mean we we could infer here or there and say God wouldn't do this or that, but what does he do according to his word? My God will supply all my needs according to his word. <laughs> I'm singing the song in my head. Okay, so someone's someone's in the jungle. Well, I'm no, to the jungle. No matter what, if they are part of the elect, so you're saying no matter what, someone will. Yes. If, God will if, if send someone, someone no matter if, what. If, if there's... A person, a thinking person, you know, with thoughts. Uh, thoughts, <laughs> with thoughts. No, but like a, you know, somebody who's able to to plainly think and perceive. You know, if they are of the elect, God will send somebody to them to to preach the gospel, and the Holy Spirit will work in their heart, regenerate their heart, take their heart of stone, give them a heart of flesh to believe the good news. That's the the grand mission, and uh, Charles Spurgeon. I just shared this quote today on Facebook. Uh, Spurgeon said, "Never let us speak of the doom of the wicked harshly, flippantly, or without holy grief. The loss of heaven and the endurance of hell must always be themes for tears." Hmm. So that's what you know the Christian should think about that the lost person is is not going to heaven, and they're going to have to endure hell. So we must 
faithfully pray that God would grant repentance, but also he uses means. He uses us. He uses broken vessels saved by grace to share the gospel, to go to the ends of the earth. Hmm. And, and I everybody... know it could seem like so overwhelming too, because it's like, there's so many people. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, we go on these little mission trips and it seems like we only did so little. Right. Compared to the, the huge job it is. Well, according again to the, the factsandtrends.net, uh, Christianity is growing faster than the population. Really? So it says globally, Christianity is growing at a 1.27% rate. Currently, there are 2.5 billion Christians in the world. The world's population, 7.7 billion, is growing at a rate of 1.20% rate. So the world's growing at 1.20%. Christianity is growing at 1.27%. Well, that's encouraging. And then it said, of that, Pentecostals and Evangelicals are growing the fastest and are still picking up speed. And then it says, uh, Don't fall asleep, bro. Christianity is growing in cities, but not fast enough. So the cities are getting more populated, but so the percentage-wise there isn't growing as fast. Should we move to the city? Cities. Maybe. Maybe that's saying more Christians need to go to the city Mm. and plant churches in the cities. And the center of Christianity has moved to the global south. So in the 1900s, twice as many Christians lived in Europe than in the rest of the world combined. Today, both Latin America and Africa have more. By 2050, the number of Christians in Asia will also pass the number in Europe. So it seems like in the the south, in Africa and Latin America, Christianity is growing more than in America, North America, or Europe. Hmm. Well, based on where we live right now, Mm -hmm. I would say we are probably needed right Right. where we are. Yeah, it's just a matter of speaking up. Yeah. And not caring about consequences so much. Yeah. Right? Right. Because God's elect could be in this very town. Yeah. He's going to use us or somebody else. Right. And we can't now rest you... on it that oh, yeah. he's going to save anyway. Like, it still should break yeah. our are hearts. Are you one of those people that... Are you one of those people? Yeah, I'm one of them. Um, one of them Calvinists? You know, yeah. <laughs> some people think, yeah, are, are like, well, if I don't take the opportunity, he'll just send the next person. Or do you think God has specific tasks I think he you? has specific tasks, but... I also don't know what what that is. So, I mean, I know in general. Yeah, like if you're presented with something and you decide not to do it, like well, God said, someone to do that same thing. He or will is either that like... he will either send somebody to do the same thing, or he'll still have you do it. Just not at that time. Yeah. So I think of Jonah. Like, oftentimes yeah. the focus of Jonah's story is, oh, you better uh, just obey the first time. Yeah. Right? Which is true. We should obey the first time. But sometimes God the that's as like like saying that God didn't know Jonah was gonna run. That wasn't part well, of the plan. Yeah. Which it was part of God's plan for him to to run. God is sovereign. He could have just said, Jonah, get on this boat and and, yeah. and go to Tarshish first and then then I'm gonna have you 
get into a fish. <laughs> I'm gonna have you ride well, the fish this time. Uh, yeah. No, we but it, it was it was part like so. Part of it was yes for for us. I believe to see that story to have it be in the Bible for us to learn from it. For us, yes, to obey the first time, but also to see God's sovereignty in it. That when we disobey, not that we should disobey intentionally, but when we do, God uses that because the pagans on on the boat that Jonah was on got saved. And then pagans in Nineveh get saved. And we see, and even, right, so even, even that's a picture, like God uses that in the Gospels when Jesus says, no sign will be given to you except the sign of Jonah, where Jonah was in the, the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. So the son of man will be in the heart of the earth, the belly of the earth for three days and three nights. So even Jesus hmm. uses the picture of Jonah as a picture of Christ. And, and, and Jonah's preaching was... Repent for you have forty days. <laughs> God's gonna destroy you all. And they they trembled. They're like, "Whoa, okay." And then the word got to the king, and he's like, "All right." And they all repent in sackcloth and ashes and tearing their like right. And then Jonah's sitting on the sidelines watching, thinking God's hmm. gonna destroy him. And he's like, nope, they repented. <laughs> but anyway, I I just love the story of Jonah. But that, that's it. So God will use our obedience and our rebellion to get his will accomplished. And it's all his sovereign will. Well, that's, so that, is it really disobedience? Yes. <laughs> We're still responsible to know? obey. We're still responsible to obey. But sometimes you're like, is this what God's really wanting me to do right now? Or is this Well, just... I guess it's a little different because God spoke audibly to Jonah. Well, yeah. <laughs> like nowadays we don't like... You know, we're not like, we don't wake up in the morning and hear this booming voice. Right. Do this today. But what we hear is go make disciples of all nations. We hear, you know, you will be my witness to the ends of the earth. Yeah. Preach the gospel to all creation. So we have our, our marching orders. And it doesn't matter. We're supposed to everyone. We're supposed to tell everyone. Do I always do it? No. <laughs> with With my heart... To save the lost, my heart for evangelism, I still get scared. I still don't do it. And that could be the yeah, elect. So we disobey daily. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Right. If I if I obeyed perfectly, I'd be bragging on myself, I think. Like, but then you, I think you go through stages yeah. of where you, you obey more, almost. Like where you, you feel in alignment. So there's seasons, and I think God humbles us, and and yeah. He knows when when to bless us with obedience even more. That's true, because like if you think about it, if you were always perfect every day, like or perfectly obedient every day, which is impossible, but if we were, you, yeah. we wouldn't grow, or we wouldn't. I don't know. You, yeah, it'd be it'd be harder to grow unless unless you're you'd have to be perfectly obedient to where you're not even you, knowing you're being obedient. Like that's yeah, <laughs> that's the obedient. Where no, you're I'm just, just confusing myself. You're just because because pride couldn't come into it because it's always gonna come into it. Like the only that's what I'm, yeah. <coughs> like so, it would have to be a perfect obedience where there's no pride or arrogance to it, and that's what we're growing into. But I believe our disobedience, and when we sin and still fall, we're able to help disciple others who will still sin and fall. 
Right. Because it, it's that pride is like the biggest sin that we all deal with. It's making mm-hmm. ourselves God. <laughs> How did we get on this topic? What's up, everyone? This is James Watkins, host of the Five Souls Podcast and founder of Five Souls Ministries. Be sure to check out our podcast that releases every Thursday on your favorite podcasting app as we discuss Christian doctrine and dive into the Reformed theological distinctives and their continued relevance for the church and world today. Grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, Scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. Join us each episode as we discuss the truths of these foundational rallying cries of the Protestant Reformers and how this material helps challenge and direct the current church in its life of worship and witness. Visit us online at www.5solasministries.com. That's www.5solasministries.com to learn more information about the ministry and to also check out our awesome Five Solas lineup of t-shirts and gospel tracts. And as always, may all that you do be done to the glory of God. Soli. Deo. Gloria. I know. <laughs> well, let's move to like, another yeah, just, example. Okay. Like, so that's the example of a person in the jungle. So, what about babies? I love them. The babies. I love babies. I love babies. Hi, baby. So, like infants that that die, infants that die before like hearing a- the gospel, abortions, abortions, or uh, like they they die before young you, before they can make a, they a can... proper profession of faith on their own. Right. Well, there's there's two two basic schools of thought. There's probably more, but the two major ones that you hear about is like the age of accountability. So some some believers will say there's a certain age, you know, before that age, then God, you know, you just go to heaven when you die because you weren't able, mm-hmm. you weren't old enough to make a profession of faith. Uh, I don't really see that in the in the scriptures. I can't jive mm-hmm. with that. There's no no passage that says this is the age of accountability. Yeah. So I don't go that way. I I go more towards like the, what the reformed view would be. What uh? Oh, that's strange. What the yeah? That's strange. Reform. <laughs> <coughs> what the confessions say? I th- I think the Westminster says the same thing that the 1689 London Baptist does. So I'm going to read from 1689, and this is uh, chapter 10 of the effectual call, God's effective, irresistible call, and this is paragraph or article three. Uh, infants dying in infancy are regenerated and saved by Christ through the Spirit, who works when, where, and how he pleases. So also are all elect persons who are incapable of being outwardly called by the ministry of the Word. So, hmm. this is saying that infants are of the elect, and they will be regenerated somehow by the Spirit of Christ. Is that necessarily in the scripture? Well, it had some verses like John 3, verses 3 to 6 about you must be born again. And John 3, 8. That yeah, John 3, 8. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. <coughs> so, do, do the scriptures say all babies go to heaven or are of the elect no it doesn't say that but i believe there you know when when uh david's son son dies he says i will go to see him again 
You know, because mm-hmm. David's fasting while his son's sick, his son's dying. Yeah. He's fasting, he's mourning, and then his son dies, and then he's like, all right, I'm, I'll get up. He cleans himself off, and his servants are like, uh, your son died. Why aren't you mourning anymore? Why are you going to eat now? He's like, well, I, I basically says, I will go to see him one day, you know, so that that passage kind of says that, okay, his son died. Mm-hmm. He, went, he went to be with the Lord. So one day David will be with him again. So... So a passage like that, mm-hmm. yes, you can read into it that that infants, when they die, they'll be in heaven because his son was still yeah. a baby when he died. So we can hold on to that that hope, and and in the end, God will do what is right, what is just, and what is good. So, and the same could be said for somebody who has a, a mental handicap who can't make a decision like that. You know, right. like somebody born with a defect or somebody. Who's, who's brain damaged, who can never make that decision. I think the 1689 says a similar thing. Somebody who's not able to respond to the outward call. Mm-hmm. You know, they are of the elect, and God will do the right thing. You know? Mm-hmm. So I hold on to that hope. And at the end of the day, God will do what's right, just, and good. And now what? it's so hard because you do think of people that, you mm-hmm. know, like might not be of the elect yeah especially your friends and family you know and you're like mm-hmm. how could they not be right and well, and there's you know deathbed uh, confessions or deathbed uh, yeah repentance coming to faith yeah so ultimately we don't know but we can we can uh just Rely on the scriptures and what they say, and trust God. At the end of the day, we'll yeah, do. Yeah, like I mean, we really shouldn't be worrying about it. But mm-hmm. I mean, the good things to think we about. We should be worried. Yeah, I don't mean that. Like, I just mean because God has it all in our control. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, for the good of everyone. Um, yeah, that's why we but, just go and preach the gospel to all nations. We. Yeah. we Pray that God will open opportunities for us to share with our friends and family and that we will walk through those doors that are open because he will open those doors. And just start conversations with everyone. There's ways to do it, and i got to do it better. Yeah. You know, we can all be better at it, but just got to do it. Like. Yeah, I think it's like once you just do it a lot, mm-hmm. it it's just kind of just becomes just, a habit. Yeah. Just keep going fishing. Go fishing. Go fishing. Mm-hmm. And God will bring in, a, bring in a haul. Keep scattering seed. God makes it grow. We don't know who the soils are. We don't know who the sheep are. We just have to be faithful to what he says. Just be obedient. And he will save all his sheep. He will raise them up on the last day. 
Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, Jay Warren Wallace, and Gabe Hughes. Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P Report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. Anything else, Karen, you like to add? That was the only... I think that this baby needs to go to bed. Okay. We put that baby to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely check out the podcasts on the Christian Podcast Community and check us out on as well on the Christian Podcast Community. We are on iTunes and we are also on Spotify if you just look up Christian Podcast Community. Spotify. Did you announce all that last week? I did not. And we also have a Patreon now. Yeah. So you can go to patreon.com slash what are we even doing here? We actually have finally transferred things, like we've been saying. Yeah, we finally tra- transferred to officially be on uh, Christian Podcast Community. <laughs> so how many times did I say that? If you count how many times I say Christian Podcast well, Community, we will send you nothing. Because we have nothing to send you. Maybe we'll send you a t-shirt. Not like one with a logo, but like... One of my old T-shirts, because I have to get rid of some of them. <laughs> He's got to clean out his closet. Clean out the closet. Midsummer, We're, it's going to be like midsummer cleaning. Midsummer cleaning. So that's baby all we have fire. for you this week. We hope we answered your questions for those who can't hear or respond to the the gospel. If you have any comments, concerns, questions, please send them to us. And we will graciously answer them back. The best way is probably if you go to our Facebook page. What are we even doing here? We can respond to those questions there. Maybe we'll have an email one day. I don't know. But you can go to what are we even here doing here <laughs> dot com as well. He wants the microphone. And baby wants to be a podcaster. So you want to be a podcaster? That's a good one to I check think out. If you want to be a podcaster, you should listen to. Yeah. So you want to be a podcaster? Anyway, we've rambled. It's time for bed. You want to say something? <laughs> he just wants to put the mic in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> now he's snorting in the mic. What do you want to say? What do you want to say, baby? He's like laughing at the... Don't you love like baby breathing noises? In the meantime, we pray that you will seek the kingdom of God and continue to learn what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. Hehehe. <laughs>